This is in the past from a culture perspective. And today I wanted to give the broad view perspective of how the permaculture principles work. And first I want to begin with the perspective that we are without a doubt on a planet in outer space circling the sun. Here we are, December 67,000 miles per hour while it spins 1,000 miles per hour east of the equator and is 24,901 miles in circumference and has been slowing down in that 1,000 mile per hour eastward spin ever since its inception out of stellar dust about 4.5 billion years ago. to the microcosm, which is one of our specialties. 
known behind us where there are no galaxies and a dense cluster in front of us. The sun orbits the center of the Milky Way galaxy. Every 230 million years, the sun has orbited the center of the galaxy 20 times in the last five billion years. And remember that the biggest thing going on on planet Earth, both first on our list being the sun and second being the ocean, because the ocean is the ultimate solution. And the ocean makes up over 70% of the planet, planet being 24,901 miles in circumference, spinning 1,000 miles per hour east, causing most of our weather to come from the northeast and the northern hemisphere and the southwest and the southern hemisphere, and being tilted at such an angle on its axis to give us the distinct seasons in the northern temperate climates, about 40 degrees latitude that we're experiencing right now and adjusting our tack as we, both our tack and our tack, as we float and orbit and spin around the sun and spiral with the galaxy, is to tune into the power and the magnitude of the ocean. Ocean's total amount of area that it takes up when we look at both its surface and its depth is about 320 million cubic miles of water with over 140 million miles of seafloor with over seven-tenths of that being what makes up the planet. The ocean's liquid topography is constantly shifting. The sun is the main agent for currents and tides. Currents operate at all sea levels. They're all, there are two types, surface and deep water. Ultimately, the goal of permaculture is to improve the quality of life for humanity and the overall carrying capacity of the earth. And how we're gonna go about doing this is by designing human settlements that are less dependent on toxic petrochemicals and radioactive materials and more tapped into a highly efficient, diverse, resilient, biological ways of creating beautiful, hygienic human communities. That's all. And we need to stop squandering our inheritance and leaving a toxic earth for future generations to live in. Now we must begin to use our intelligence to design ways of living and meeting human needs that celebrate and use the abundant energy we receive from the sun and the rain falling all over the earth and turn wastes into energy and resources. One of the key leverage points of permaculture that I wanted to talk about today is why polycultures always out perform monocultures. Why permaculture is saying in our second principle, each component performs multiple functions. This principle of multiple functions is one of the core concepts of permaculture that permutates into why we focus on polyculture, perennial forest garden ecosystems when we're talking
talking about land-based agrarian technologies, which agriculture is a technology because it is a construct that has been made by human manipulation of the genetics of living systems, not manipulating in laboratories as genetic engineering does, but selection, natural selection and participation with animals and plants over the last 10,000 years has defined both human diets, human health, and the landscapes that we create as we put together the kind of habitats and environments that we need to to support the animals that we bring along on our arc of survival as we forge our way around the planet with these constructs that we have applied to what gives us that good ride on planet Earth. And one of the patterns that permaculture uses to determine good design is to pay attention to diversity and a diversity of yields as well as a diversity of life forms that excel at absorbing solar flux and turning it into more of themselves and doing this without any maintenance or inputs from our end of things. And in the long run, when we look at the Earth's surface and we realize that the largest, longest living organisms on the surface of the Earth are without a doubt trees and forests. Then we begin to understand why permaculture is so keen on, in particular, creating forests where people live, especially in the high-density areas where people live, creating forests that are grafted and selected varieties of especially hallowed in the permaculture tradition are nut trees. I recently had the honor and interesting historical experience of visiting a grove of nut trees that were planted by a man named John Hershey, who lived at a Quaker meeting house where I grew up in Pennsylvania. And he planted there grafted oaks, grafted pecans, which is a variety of hickory with very large nuts that are more like a pecan. So it's a combination of genetics from a pecan and a hickory tree, pecan or pecan, however you care to pronounce that. And looking at these nut trees, you begin to say when a nut tree reaches the age of 80, it's just coming into its stride of really producing the kinds of yields that are at its uh, peak capacity. So the inheritance that we leave when we create landscapes of these polycultures is surely going to be something that continues to give back to future generations for hundreds and hundreds of years into the future and makes their lives easier, which is a thing to realize.
over a smaller amount of area and a smaller amount of space. And that wraps up today's broadcast about the permaculture principle of multiple functions from a single point. Further elaboration to be continued. And polycultures, why they outperform monocultures and are such a paragon of permaculture. So until next week when we